0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Cosmic Voice. This is episode 10. I am here with my co-host, Chris Natalini. Hello, everyone. And I am Mick Michaels. We welcome you back to another exciting episode. Yes. How you doing today, Chris? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Doing very good myself. Very good. Very good. We've been having some rainy days here the last week. Dude, it's
1: awful. Every morning... I'm driving in fog and drizzle. I yeah. hate
0: it. Oh, yeah. I hate it. This is exactly what it was like in the UK every day we were there. <laughs> if you ever wanted to know, this is what it's like. <laughs> this is what it's like. Uh, but there's always a drink in hand. So you got to do something. I don't know. But let's uh, get a piece of a hurricane the next day and a half flooding. and so I just I can't wait. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, I know. It's awesome, right?
0: Yeah. Why not?
1: Well, Why guess, not?
0: I guess it's better than. East Coast snow. Well, that is true, because I do not like snow. I don't like snow at all. Yes. Uh, So I guess if I had to
1: choose, I guess rain is the one.
0: Yeah, I'll take the rain over the snow um, for sure. Hurricane-type rains I'm not real excited about, but, you know, I guess you got to kind of weigh out the things. Either way, I hunker down, and and I don't leave the house. (laughs) I mean, I know there's people, especially here in the Philly region, it snows, all of a sudden people got to get in their vehicles and get stuck somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like they're a force of nature. (laughs) Mother nature isn't going to stop me. I'm going to go out. What are you going out for? (laughs) I don't know. I'm going out.
1: (laughs) All right. Even if I got to go to the store. (laughs) Even if I got to go to the store, I got to buy something. I'm only going to. I'm literally only going to be snowed in less than 24 hours, yeah. I still need to go to I, I know. In modern times,
0: I mean, at least the past 40 years, even if it snows like all hell breaking loose, <laughs> within 24 hours, if not sooner, the roads are open. Everybody's back to, you know. Everybody's. It, yeah, that's it. Just, that's it. Just sit home. all right? So, you know what I mean? Sit home. Keep the pajamas on. Watch TV as long as you can. It's okay. You're not going to sleep. have been sitting home for
1: months. What's one more yeah, day? Yeah, what's
0: one more day, right? No, but you got to get out there. You got to do it. I mean, you want to get out, go shovel
1: right it. exactly right go shovel right. go walk around go, the, go shovel go shovel one of your neighbor's yards yeah make do that That'll make, for make 20 bucks
0: save the money hey, on gas right.
1: that's right you know what i mean
0: because right. it's always the guy that doesn't you know you have the two things you have the person that doesn't have any four-wheel drive at all and they say i could do this and then they're stuck at some embankment calling you up hey listen can you bring down a shovel and uh, some hot chocolate because i'm stuck and then you got the guy or girl or the person with the, you know, the four by four and they're doing donuts in the in the middle of a five points intersection because they're they got to show you I'm not stuck.
1: <laughs>
0: but then they're the first ones to go out of control and smack the side of the telephone pole. So, yep, exactly. stay home, peeps. Stay, stay home. home. Stay home. OK. All right. Well, here we are. Another episode. And we have another listener question. This comes from Tony. <laughs> And Tony asks, what are some diverse avenues to get your music heard? What are some diverse avenues to get your music heard? Go ahead,
1: Chris, tell the man what he needs to hear. What he needs to hear. Well, thank you, Tony. I appreciate the, we appreciate the question. I think, um, you know, there's so many avenues. You know, I've been spending, a, recently, I've been spending a lot of time on Bandcamp. I have been finding so many great bands just by, you know, for Bandcamp, like you could just kind of click a region and click a state and then click a, you know, a town or what kind of music. And there are so many, like I've, I've purchased so many and now I'm not, I'm not big on, getting CDs online. So if, if I, uh, if I can buy one from the band, from their band camp, I will, but some bands are now only doing digital downloads. And uh, I've just found some in the past like two months or so. I just found some really, really killer bands, man. Of all different genres, a couple rock. I, I found like a, like a rockabilly, like a horror rockabilly one of these guys from Atlanta, Georgia, the other day that I really super like. And just going through band camp, like that's one thing that I've really been attached to lately. SoundCloud, of course. Uh, although I'm not too familiar with SoundCloud. Are you, Mick? Do you know? Or are you familiar with SoundCloud
0: at all? Uh, a bit. I, I have an account on there. I have found that SoundCloud seems to be more artistic musicians. Like, I guess yeah. you see a lot of composers put their music up there. People that are, I mean, there's bands of all kind, right? I yeah, think, yeah. I think yeah. more of your mainstream sounding uh, genres have moved over to Bandcamp. It's become like the, mm-hmm. the hot new thing. However, some of the older generation of artists, people that are looking to get part of a score or like, you know, more art, like what they used to call artsy fartsy type of of material, you see a lot of that. And I had a lot of my production company music up there. Some of it was mine. Some of it was other people's, um, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I mean, those kind of outlets are one way if you're putting your music out there. Right, they they don't cost anything, and it makes them accessible to people. And if you're a listener like Chris is, you will spend the time researching music that you're looking for, and then sometimes you go down that rabbit hole. It's like it's like watching a YouTube video, and then all of a sudden you go from watching Megadeth to uh <laughs> Munchkins. Jeez. And how (laughs) teaching teaching giraffes how to talk. Yeah. Teaching giraffes how to talk. So you just (laughs) jumped. I mean, you always see how did I land up here? How did I get to this? And all of a sudden you're into some strange world. Um, So I think one way to diversify besides just the social media platforms that offer, you know, you're able to share and sell your music, I think spend some time researching the kind of music you want to be associated with. Mm -hmm. and maybe pick up some tags from them or see how they're doing it because you you always have those that are seeming to be more successful than others and that doesn't necessarily mean that they have more sales though that's what it could equate to but are they attracting more attention are they attracting more attention because they're giving away stuff for free are they attracting more attention and they're still making sales are they presenting themselves particular way that you go i like the way they're doing that and then i can kind of brand that to my own brand how am i doing that right They always say that follow what the big boys are doing and then curtail it to what works best for you, right? Because they're the ones that are pushing the market. You know, for us independent people at the bottom that don't have a budget, following what some of the big boys are doing, the big dogs are doing, they're already doing some market research. So if you're reading up on that and following some of what they're doing, you can save yourself some legwork, at least as a starting point. That's a good way to do it. Anybody who knows Chris, he's one of the big dogs out there, one of the big players. So (laughs) he's telling you, you can find a lot of good stuff on Bandcamp, so that must be something. And he's buying from there, right? He's telling you he's buying from there. So it's a valuable market to be familiar with and see how the people that are successful in what it is that you want to achieve, how are they doing it? What's it look like? And try to follow that a little bit. That's not to say to be a copycat. Right. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, big corporations do it all the time. Hey, how's Coca-Cola doing this? well? Let's we're going to follow this model for years. People followed the 4T model. That's how pretty much industry here in the U.S. started following that trend. Oh, this is what he did. Right. And that's how our, our economy grew and our industry grew and jobs were created. So there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you're doing, don't just blindly do it. OK, they do it and boom, 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 because that could cost you. It could have reverse effects. So I think right, that's right. definitely a good way to uh, to start diversifying some of your avenues. If you're not already doing, like if you're just doing Facebook, well, that may not be enough. So you may want to offer some other things. Um, does Bandcamp offer merchandise, like besides just CDs? Yes. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, you could. Yeah, you could buy bundles. You could buy shirts. Pay, yeah, it's, merch, whatever. Yes, you could buy it all.
0: Okay, and they give you
1: various payment
0: options that you could use. I do PayPal,
1: so okay. I'm assuming they probably do. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah,
0: there you go. PayPal now has it set up. You don't necessarily need an account to be able to use them. You just nope. need a credit card. What other Absolutely. What other platforms are you searching new artists out?
1: Just happened to, while we were sitting here talking, I just happened to kind of go back to uh, the band camp, just kind of look, and you could also link. They also have a place where you, I mean, you pretty much link all your social medias. And you can link to an outside company. Try to think how to do this without naming names. So the, the band that I uh, that I found in Atlanta, Georgia, their merchandise will link you to another website that's just T-shirts. Like you don't even have to oh. You can buy from them, but they lead you to another place to buy T-shirts. So you could do all of that. What other avenues? Well, obviously Spotify, you know, I, I am as much as I'm not big on their practices. I do think that Spotify Practices for music anyway. I think that Spotify is a really good avenue for music because, you know, just kind of like iTunes was back in the day. You know, I, you know, I do like Spotify because what it does is it gives you, they, they see what you're listening to and then they'll kind of every day they'll go, hey, if you like this, maybe you should listen to this. Or, you know, it also tells you this was, this was released, this band was released because you listened to this band. I kind of like that. I kind of like opening my Spotify every day and and them showing me that, you know, because you listen to this band, this is a new product out today. And, you know, this was a new release. And at least for the metal section on Fridays, it gives you uh, you just tap on metal and go into new releases and it gives you everything that was released that day. So Spotify, let's see. um, I, I mean, YouTube, I guess, Like you know, we were saying about, you know, going down the rabbit hole. I don't necessarily know if I can honestly say I found a band using YouTube, but I have found a band and then gone to the YouTube and was like, man, you know, it kind of gave me a little more inspiration to follow through and buy more stuff that they're offering. Um, But I'm sure YouTube is, is a big thing, too. It's just I guess that with YouTube, I guess it's just a matter of trying to find something new. You know, I, I find YouTube a little more harder to use lately. I guess now that they're kind of putting more ads on, and and it, I feel like YouTube's kind of harder to find things. You know, you type things in, and then it just doesn't give you. You know, if you type in Van Halen, it's you know it'll tell you, it'll show you a couple of Van Halen videos, and then it'll skip to you know whatever else. Right. You know, hide that moment. So I don't necessarily. I haven't used YouTube very much. I. I mean, I have used it, but not. Like, that's not the first thing I go to. YouTube's kind of like maybe the third or fourth that I'll go to. Right. I hear something, I'll... say, yeah, let's see if they have a video up or whatever.
0: I usually use YouTube to rediscover older bands. I have have found newer bands, you know. Mm -hmm. If you came across something, you want to get a visual, then you look them up, right? But I think a good way to... Look, you have to have some type of video presence, even in today's market. People still want to see something visual, right? The internet, even though it's digital, it's still a visual market, okay? Yes. So if you can't go out and you can't do high-priced videos uh, for whatever reason, you know, the alternative is just to get your music out there, you could do what they call audio visualizer videos. You could just put up one image. uh, It has some information about your band and your music plays in the back. Uh, there's uh, apps that ha- that create mm-hmm. little music visualizers as they play. You could put them in there and then some of your information. It could be a, just a picture rotation, right? Something simple. You just want the music out there and some type of visual. So just so it isn't dark, like just a dark yeah. screen, right? So it could be your, yeah. your logo comes up, the album cover, picture of the band, some contact information, and it rotates. So a, something as simple as that is an avenue that you could take, you could do on your own, accounts are free, it takes you a little bit. You could probably put something together within about an hour, and you have it up, and then you can share that. At least it's a visual, and it has your material out there, so you could take advantage of that. You're using it more as another mm-hmm. place for people to find you. Now, like you said, it's not your first go-to, but it's in the top five, so yeah, I would oh, say yeah, for sure. I would say you want it. Yeah. I now I spend a lot of time on YouTube myself, watching videos. And I also, a lot of how-to stuff and some informational stuff that, I, that yeah, I'm into. Yeah. Okay? There's people that just do music. There's people that just do whatever. So if that's part of the group that you want to be in, then you need to get that material up and out there. And again, not much to do it. It's basic, simple,
1: but it's out there. You are listening to The Cosmic Voice with your hosts, Chris Natalini and Mick Michaels. So, in some previous
0: episodes, we talked about you could try to get your music placed in other videos, instructional videos, in movies, in independent movies, in films, just as backdrop music. It could just be background music you barely hear. Mm -hmm. You know, some of that you may be able to actually make some money on. Some of it, it's probably more or less a lot of it's going to be free, especially if it's within the independent market. But it's getting your music out there. How you go about diversifying yourself is really, I feel, it's up to the individual, right? What you're comfortable with, what you're willing to take a chance on. And, you know, they basically say the sky is the limit, right? Or above, whatever. But your limitations are only in your thinking, in your imagination. So if you can think of something, whether it's been done or not, why not give it a shot? The worst thing that can happen is nothing. Right. Right. I've tried some things, and they haven't worked, and I've tried some other things, and they they have worked. Another avenue to diversify, to get your music heard, it may be just who you contact, who you get an association with. It could be, now again, if you're a band and you're looking to... Right now, you can't play out, but just let's pretend that we're in a perfect world and the bands are able to play out again. Well, get your music heard by getting on with different bands, better bands, bigger bands bands from another state another region another country right you want to do an international show you want to do a regional show you want to do a coastal show whatever the case may be and you want to kind of work with those bands get yourself involved with those bands get yourself on that bill that's another avenue i mean you're going to play out anyway again we're talking about that perfect world this isn't a covid world let's pretend no covid okay (laughs) It's gone. I, I, well, I had to make some noise because you couldn't see the fairy dust. So, um, <laughs> so hopefully that creates some visual or that I'm starting to lose my marbles, one or the other. <laughs> so that's a way that you can diversify, especially if you're going to play out. So play out in a new venue with a new band, new group of band. Try different kinds of bands. Now, we talked about this before in an episode like Don't Mess With The Mix we talked about different genre bills well for some people that Mm -hmm. may be a benefit it opens up to a whole new audience Mm -hmm. Um, we've had a lot of success over the years playing with non-metal acts that are just rock a little harder edge rock uh, but non-metal where we were the heaviest band on the bill but we weren't the last band we were somewhere in between and we seem to do well now we we also have a couple different sets we have a heavier set for our material we have a lighter set for our material we have one that has a little bit of a mixture so depending on the crowd but we designed it that way so we wanted to diversify and say hey let's give this a shot let's see what we could do we've had some success with it so that may be something that you know you would want to do try something i mean so it's that's another way of diversifying i think in another episode we talked about sometimes diversifying is getting your brand associated with another brand. Now, we talked about that in looking for endorsements or sponsorships. That's one way, absolutely. It opens up doors for people to become aware of you and your music. So that's another avenue. And again, I don't want to go into too much depth about some of the same material that we've talked about, but I do want to just touch upon it and you're always welcome to go back through our our catalog of shows and uh, you know help our ratings go up and and watch them or listen to them. Uh, we watch them here doing them uh, with each other, but we don't <laughs> you don't want to see those mugs. <laughs> if you already are a veteran performer or a veteran artist, you know, you've been in the business Uh, for two weeks or more, maybe sometimes diversity could be just changing some of the people that you work with, right? Maybe, if you're a solo artist, maybe work with a different group of musicians. Somebody that has a different edge than you do. Maybe write with someone else. Just to try, see? Because once you do that, you're into something new, right? You've taken a new step. And that creates an awareness where you didn't have before. Both for you... For the person you're working with, and those circles, right? Maybe it's changing producers. Maybe it's changing your studio. I'll tell you, when we changed our studio, first couple of years we used the same studio. I mean, we were happy with it. There was nothing wrong with it. They were great people, but we just weren't getting the music delivered, production-wise, that we were hoping. So we had started to. We go look. We got to make some changes here. So on one album, what we decided to do, we were doing everything in the house, all one place, the recording the mixing, and the mastering. Again, it's affordable. Nothing wrong with that. I get it. However, we felt that we wanted a little bit more diversity in how the album was addressed in each stage. Because sometimes what happens is everybody, and we're all, at fault at it, we get tunnel vision on a project. So, you know, because you're here, everybody's hearing it, and you may miss things. So we wanted fresh perspective. So we started a few albums back... That we record at one studio, we mix at another studio, and we master at another studio. This way, the people get a fresh perspective. And that seemed to start working for us. Now, we are recording and mixing at one studio because it really does save some time. And now we know more of what we want because we know what we don't want. And we go someplace else for mastering. And for us, we feel that works pretty well. So that's, that gave us a chance to get the music heard in different environments. And again, this may not be the, you know, hey, it's going to make us a big rock star type of thing, but this changed our perspective on the music and how we started to approach yeah. it production-wise, which then how does it turn out in the final piece and what we knew we could do with it or what we even right. felt confident enough of yeah. what we could do with it. That's another way of being able to stay diverse. And like I said, in my opinion, diversity is up to the individual. What do you feel comfortable with? What do you feel like taking a chance with? You got to weigh that out, the pros and cons. The worst thing that can happen is nothing. Give it a shot, it doesn't work. Unless you're throwing money at a bunch of stuff and you have it, well, that's one thing. But if you don't have it, you need to be careful with that. Most musicians at our level, independent, who don't have... A backing you want to be careful with that Chris I know you know this I know this uh, as a musician sometimes you find you spend more money than you ever make whether it's equipment yeah. it's on the road it's for travel it's for this and there's plenty of people in this business sharks in the water they are ready to take your they got it down to a science this is there's always a musician an artist a band that goes this may be my shot I'll just I'll just now and we'll get you know there's so much of that try to avoid that the more you could do yourself the more you'll have control the better you'll feel at the end Mm -hmm. especially especially if it's a success right um because then you'll know how to do it for the next time each time you do it it's better and better and better it's education you can call it whatever you want it's education You're educating yourself on how to do this business, how to conduct it in the most efficient and effective way with form and function, point and purpose, down to the science. That way, the easier you make that, the more time you can spend writing, recording, and someday, hopefully in the future, performing.
1: Yeah, yeah, seriously, seriously. What do you think, buddy? You got anything else you want to add? I think uh I think too um you know as strange as this may sound I think that hashtags are important too. You know if you're always using the same hashtags change it up. Yes. And you know cuz that one hashtag may send you down a whole another avenue and uh you know I I've learned in the past couple of years how silly but how important sometimes hashtags are and you know using certain words and you know, certain descriptions. And, and that helps too, because even, you know, just use an Instagram, like, you know, you use just one different hashtag, man, and you get all kinds of different people that, that you never even saw before. And it's, 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 a, it's crazy how that happens.
0: Yes. I mean, it could just be a common word. It could be a collection of common words. We had mentioned this in a previous episode as well. Facebook now has a hashtag recognition, and it will tell you the amount of posts that particular hashtag has had. So if it's under yep. a thousand, now that's not bad. I mean, it's not that. So, but if that's your particular hashtag, then you need to just keep right. using it until you build it up. I have a particular hashtag. We do hashtag a cos and roll c o s n r o l l. There's under a thousand of those, right? Because I just started hashtagging it more and more within the past year. I'm going to keep using it because I'm going to build that up myself. But then there's other stuff. For, like, this show, you could be, you know, Rocket Ride or Space Blast or, you know, Way Out in Space, you know, st- stuff like that. You'll see 200,000 posts. You'll see over a 1,000, uh, half a million. You know, it's all these different kinds of stuff. But that's a way to, uh, as Chris said, I use hashtag Chris Natalini, Beast from the Feast, and, man, you should see some of the stuff that I get. It's fantastic. And... So- And some of it I had to block, you know, because I have kids. But, you know what I mean? If you want to plug that, go ahead. Um, Another thing, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, is tagging people or businesses um, in, you know, like other people who are in your community, in your, you know, online community, both on, you know, Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, because that opens up your... Content, your brand, whatever it is that you're posting or trying to make people aware of, to a new group of people that may see it. You know, and I know the algorithms with how things are seen and stuff on Facebook, they could be hit or miss. You could have, you know, 5,000 friends, but only eight people see it, you know, but that's just the kind of the way it goes. The more you do it, just get into the habit of doing it. Like Chris had mentioned, diversify some of them hashtags. Do the same thing. Diversify some of the tags you use so you're not just hammering the same person over and over again. After a while, they'll right. say, hey, Lexan, can you... You know, they'll just block you or something. So, so <laughs> diversify <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Another way to do, I think... Is if somebody posts something, say, let's just use Facebook. Hey, your music's being played on, you know, whatever a DJ does it or a radio station does it. You thank them. You go and thank them, and then you reshare that in a couple groups and say, Hey, check out, you know, my new tune. You know, tune into whatever the radio station is and the DJ. And thanks for all your support. And you could tag a couple things. Now you've gotten. Now there's a pyramid of stuff because. That DJ, that radio station had put a post out that tagged a group of people, usually a group of bands and artists and some of their other Mm -hmm. production staff. And now you've done it. So now, and each time, as long as you're including the original post, that stuff just starts a chain of awareness, right? And now you're increasing your viewership. The avenues are opening up. And it just spent, you know, like we mentioned before, it's just a couple extra minutes. Like, you know, if your thing is, I just want my music heard. Okay, well, then you start sending it to all the radio stations. We talked about this, too. Just spend a Saturday, start email. These people are craving for music content, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but spending some time, you know, promoting is another avenue to get people to possibly hear your music, or at least be aware of it, and go, oh, yeah, I recognize that band logo or that band. Let me check them out. I've seen them several times. You know, they say mm-hmm. people need to see things five or eight times before they actually make a move on it. That's why you'll see, mm-hmm. you know, you'll see, uh, you know, the same commercial in a two-hour movie on ABC. You'll see it like three or four times, right? Sometimes five, sometimes six. And if you're watching cable TV, they play the same commercials every five seconds. It's the same lawyer commercial <laughs> over and over and over again. So true. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if you ever watch anything on demand, it literally is the same commercial that you cannot fast forward. The same forward. commercial. I'm, yeah. I'm like, somebody just call that number just so maybe it'll stop showing up. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just another way of doing it. Get yourself a podcast. You know what I mean? Diversify that way. Talk about your music. Start a blog. There's another way. Make sure you have a website. We talked about that in an episode. These are forums for you to tell people what it is you have. And again, hashtag Chris Natalini. Beast from the feast. <laughs> Use it.
1: <laughs> Speaking of podcasts, too, you can always look for, you know, we had spoken about a podcast the last episode. You can always look for podcasts that play your genre of music and contact them and get your stuff played. You know, and I mean, there are a million podcasts. You literally just Google hard rock metal, whatever pocket, whatever music you play podcast and see what comes up and they just start hitting them, you know, cause like Mick said, you know, sometimes a lot of internet radio stations and a lot of podcasts are starved for music. And if they don't know about you, well, you search them out. Don't wait for them to come to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Knowing that
0: my music would not be played on a particular station or a particular program or, or whatever it is. I've sent people stuff anyway, just so, yeah. just so they're aware of it, and yeah. sometimes you get a little dialogue, sometimes you don't, right? But but you immediately put yourself on the map. Now another way I'm going to throw out there, another way that you could diversify, looking for different avenues, is do seasonal type music. Okay, you play metal, you're hardcore, and nah, nah, then you know we don't we don't celebrate the seasons because we're non secular, and and that's not what the music it's about. I get it. Okay, whatever. But everybody has a Christmas tree. Okay. I do holiday songs each year. I love the holidays. I think we've established that on this show quite often. Um, <laughs> right? And I like to write those kind of songs. I keep them hard rock, maybe a little light metal. But I've been doing it now for almost 10 years. Every year I'll release some material. Sometimes they're original. Sometimes they're, I take a song like Jingle Bells and I redo it in my own way. Okay? Okay. Well, I'm going to be the first to tell you that I get more airplay during that six weeks of the holiday season than I get for all my other stuff, okay? Because I get to be on stations that I'm usually not on, and I get to be on shows that I'm usually not on. And I've actually had some of the songs shoot up the charts in Australia, which is kind of exciting. Now, I'm not wealthy from it, but it's not about that. It's getting the music out there. Maybe someday I'll be able to get to Australia, and, and the two people that like the music will, uh, will say, hey, can you play us a Christmas song? I said, no, I can't because I only do them songs for Christmas, and I don't ever learn them after that. So, uh, But, you know, that's just the way it works. But anyway, my point is, is I get out there, and I do that. I do it because I enjoy it, but I found that, hey, this is a fantastic branding tool. And I found that people actually look forward to it. Now, there has been a group, and every year there's a group that love to bash the hell out of it. And that's okay, you know what I mean, because of this or that. Or, you know, when I did a classic and it it didn't have... It was just music instrumental. They were angry it didn't have vocals and then if i did put vocals they were angry it had vocals if i stood on one hand they were angry that i didn't stand on both hands it didn't make a difference so you're going to have lovers and haters it doesn't make a difference it doesn't change what it is that i want to do if i want to diversify again remember diversification just like your stocks is about how much risk you're willing to take how comfortable you are with it well me i've always been the kind of guy and i can't swim is i'll just jump the hell in I don't even have it all worked out yet. I'll just jump in and I do it. I'm not, I'm not afraid. I've been on the bottom a lot, so it doesn't bother me anymore. I've been without. It doesn't bother me anymore. So I'll give it a shot. If it doesn't work, well, I take my lumps. I take responsibility, but I don't sit there. I move on to the next thing. Right, Chris, I know you're very much the same way, right? If you're gonna do
1: it Yeah, man, I always say, Hey, let's do it and see what happens. What's the worst that can happen? Don't work out? All right, well at least I can look myself in the mirror and go, I tried.
0: Right. Listen, we're not going to that's war. It. We're not going to war. We're not, you know, that's a different story. That's you know, whatever the case may be. You know, we're just getting our music out there. What's you know, hey. You know, and if somebody doesn't like it, they'll forget about it in five seconds anyway because that's the attention span. But if it works, all of a sudden you're a superhero. You're a superhero. So give it a shot. Uh, Years ago, someone told me, write with other people. Collaborate with other bands. You and I, Chris, talked about that privately, about bands sharing albums. Like they'll do half half of this, half of that. Maybe they'll do a song together because they're you know, trying to reach new groups. It's an awesome way yeah. to do it. And nowadays with file sharing and, you know, COVID, that's what everybody's doing. I'll send you the stuff. You send it back, back and forth. It takes no time. They're back and all. forth, yeah. yep. yep. Now, that's how you and I and all the other artists, we were able to do the Here and Now project early on in the COVID right. thing. You know, I mean, at that point, everybody was in pure lockdown. Nobody could go anywhere or do anything. Nothing was open. So everybody was recording at home, in their basement, in their bedroom, and we were doing file sharing. We were as far as, you know, from Philadelphia to L.A. to the U.K., you know, there's somebody in Germany, I mean, and every place in between. Uh, You know, the PR guy for that was in Canada. You're just sending stuff all over the place. By digital standards, it's everybody standing next to each other, right? If you had to take that bus trip, boy, that would have been one hell of a bus trip. But my point is, it can be done, and it can be done... Yeah, uh, without much fuss, as long as you have everybody on yep. board. Yep, agree. And, I totally agree. You know, uh, one other thing that we can touch upon, and this is like this may be like the icing on the cake. You want to diversify avenues nowadays because of the digital world. Everybody's that much closer. Like your favorite rock stars are just sometimes a, a click away in terms of you sending them a message and they'll actually answer you, right? Maybe you want to do something with them. Offer your music to them to say, "Hey, would you?" Some of these guys will charge a fee. Hey, that's okay. You know, Ripper Owens for five thousand, he'll he'll be on your album. Uh, the guy from Primal Fear, Ralph, Ralph, he'll do stuff. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of these guys will do vocal lessons or guitar lessons now via Skype, so you can easily yep. connect with a lot of these people. I'm not saying that they're going to do it. I'm not saying that there's no guarantee. There's plenty of people that will say no. Again, what's the worst they can say? No. And they never talk no, to you again. They, well, you didn't talk to it. them before, and you won't talk right. to them after today. So there's that's right, not changing anything. That's right, not changing anything. There's your 15 minutes. Hey, I had so and so. Rob Halford said, "Hell no, I'm not coming this thing with you." <laughs> so that's your claim to fame. Rob Halford told me, "No." <laughs> Damn right, I'd wear that label. Proud. That's right. Rob Halpert said, "The hell with your band."
1: so <laughs> listen you know, he even took the time to say that no your band, um, um, it doesn't matter i'm okay with that
0: that's right that's right this is a personal example you know i do the interviews the artist interviews with the cosmic view well my favorite guitar player of all time is kk downing right my favorite band besides Kiss is judas priest so i said one day i said you know what the heck with this i'm gonna try to get kk you know when kk left priest i was really bummed out about it just you know well i got something back i talked to kk i talked to him for about an hour and a half it was the greatest experience of my life probably not for him but for me it was (laughs) i have it you know i taped it he called me buddy yeah he probably calls everybody buddy but when he called me buddy i was like (laughs) it it doesn't matter
1: about everybody else i I said kk
0: called me buddy I was like, "Oh my God!" I'm like, you know what I mean? And he didn't call me mate; he called me buddy. I was like, "Oh man, that's great!" Look, little buddy, diapers. This must be his name. <laughs> I, you know, I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Like to me, this was the to me that's the pinnacle. I could have stopped interviewing at that point. So you never know unless you try. And if you just give Sorry. it, if you just give it, just like I said, do it. Go big or go home, right? Is that what you say? absolutely go big or go home damn right hashtag chris natalini beast from the feast (laughs) and then hashtag go big or go home there you go you got your you got your two tomorrow morning that's what you put on all your posts it has nothing to do with anything (laughs) you're but watch the audience that comes in from that go big or go home so yeah, man. You yeah, know.
1: It will be trending on Google.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Why? Watch your phone blow up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, people. It's right. Right. It's right. Disclaimer: You cannot blame us for what comes in in response. You know what I mean? It's a weird, it's a weird <laughs> yes, world out there. Sure. It's that a, is true. Yeah. Sure. So we we have no control over that. We're just giving you the keys to the Ferrari. How you decide to drive I, I, it, if or not, you know, if you do or don't choose to follow the uh, rules of the road. Well, you know what I mean. Let's hope we don't have to call you. out. Let's let's hope we don't have to call out the national guard in your area. <laughs> sky's the limit it's up to your imagination how diversified you want to be only you can prevent forest fires and only you can prevent your music from not being heard well tony thank it's you so for, true, thank man. you for that question tony it was fantastic that really had us uh, really thinking on our heels here hashtag chris donnellini beast from the feast
1: <laughs> hashtag go
0: big or home that's right hashtag go big or go home Anything else you'd like to add, sir? No, man. We pretty much covered it. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Thank you again, Tony. We appreciate your support. Appreciate you listening. If you do have a question, please send it to us. We'd like to hear it, and we'd like to have it here on the show. Thanks so much for listening. This is The Cosmic
1: Voice. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cosmic Voice. If you would like any more information about us, head over to thecosmicview.com and click on the Cosmic Voice link. Of course, you can always head over to our Facebook page, and there you could submit a question to us that Mick and I will answer on a future episode. Plus, make sure you head over to that place you get all your podcast needs and hit that subscription button so you never miss an episode of the Cosmic Voice We are currently on sites such as Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, plus many more. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next week.
0: You're listening to The Cosmic Voice. Music, talk,
1: and nothing but business.